welcome to Forever Canon, the <laughs> podcast where we talk about momentous movement with serious setbacks. Aha, I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, like always, we are fully prepared to start the podcast when it's time to start the podcast, even though I am the one who presses record. Not my fault. <laughs> this time, not your fault. And this time, we are going to talk about New Jedi Order, Book 6, Balance Point by Kathy Tires, Chapters 21 through 24, our penultimate episode of this, our sixth book of the New Jedi Order, and 24th of the podcast. We're getting to the end, especially mm-hmm. after this episode. A lot of... Th- ooh, uh, <laughs> a lot happens. Yeah. A lot happens. You know... These books always kind of feel the same where I kind of dismiss the action at the beginning yep. as, as it's all just set up for the end, you know? And then the last uh, 10, eight chapters, everything starts to fall apart or come together, whichever way the action takes it. Right. But I always just kind of feel like I, the whole book, I guess, this is a stupid thing to say. Now that I'm saying it out loud. The whole book is just a setup for the ending. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, yeah, God, I don't know. Anyways, all right, here we go. That, come on, that's that's a really smart thing to say on a podcast about books. And we'll get we'll get back to more smart things in a moment. But first, something dumb. Bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Doctor Kriar is revealed, escapes Jaina and Mara with a cave in. Luke. And Jason bedside chat. Jason refuses the force. Missing apprentice Thrini Vey is dead. Not at all confusing. Luke and Anakin duel for fun. Jaina threatens Jason with a gun. Ah, that one rhymed. <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose or not. But that was last week. And honestly, probably my favorite thing that's happened so far. Mm-hmm. She points a gun at her brother and says, get up, you idiot. Yeah, smarten up. Get to work. We're at war. And we pick up chapter 21. We're sort of still blind, gun-wielding Jaina Solo is flying getaway yep. for her and her twin brother Jason, who she just rescued from captivity at the hands of Corduro shipping. He's He was being uh, detained as a guy's... Yeah, kind of. To, like, keep him hostage and use him as a bargaining chip. Yeah. Either with the Vong, because they're bad guys, right? They're corrupted. They're traitors. The Cordura Shipping Company. They're mm-hmm. bad. Anyways, they tried to keep him hostage. Jane busted in there. Busted him out with the help of their getaway vehicle, which they got from some pastor <laughs> who yeah. gave Jason the keys to his car. For Deus Ex Machina reasons. Anyways, yeah, we're in danger, and here come the cops. And the kids are out of ideas. They don't know where to go. This isn't a very fast car. It's, it's, the, it's a preacher's car. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have expected it to be fast. It's a Sunday driver or whatever have you, right? They don't know what to do. So, as all teenagers should do in times of crisis, they call the grown-ups. Makes sense. Yeah. Luke and Mara are here... With you on Baburu City, 
Jaina knows this. Mm-hmm. Let's call the grown-ups for backup. And we cut to Luke and Mara and Anakin all running from that riot that they started in the last episode <laughs> yeah. with their really cool lightsaber battle. It's gotten violent, right? It was like some some like planted uh, instigators walked into the peaceful <laughs> gathering and started up a bunch of violence, right? Yeah, because Luke and Anakin were, yeah, were, sorry. were starting like a distraction and then these guys yeah, came in like, and hey, well, throwing around R2. While and... Jaina goes and breaks into that building over there. Made for a better we, distraction. Yeah, it worked. And now the streets are a riot. And what's the plan? Let's meet up. Great plan. Yeah. But first, we got to break into this apartment and grab some snacks and chat about torch passing to the solo kids. And we got to have a little force refresh for Mara. Luke makes her feel better with the force. So it reinvigorates her. She's used up a lot of energy. Carrying R2-D2, I think, for a while through the streets. Yeah. Yeah, she's tired. Then they end up cuddling. And then they make out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. We got time, man. Anakin's gone to go check something out. He brought snacks and juice boxes. You know he's good for 20 minutes. And the and then they talk about letting the kids lead the oh, way. Sorry. Got the dog all fired up by making kissing noises. Yeah. Now he sees a squirrel. Oh, great. Well, I'll tell you what. Talk about seeing a squirrel. Cut to Jane and Jason jumping out of the preacher's car. That does nothing to do with squirrels. <laughs> they, they decide, what do we do now? We'll steal another car. <laughs> I guess we didn't steal this one. We'll steal a car faster, though, this time. And then we'll call mom. I'm going to give a pro tip to any kids that might be listening to the podcast. Call your mom before you steal the car. (laughs) Yep. She might have other options for you. (laughs) I have a problem. I'm planning on doing this. Mom, I need that car. Wait a second. I'll come get you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It could be a possibility. They call their mom and they find Leia just as the Vong arrive in the Duro system. Done, done, done. We've been waiting for them to show up the whole book, right? Because we knew all along this Cellcore mission to rejuvenate the atmosphere of the poisoned planet Duro has been a subterfuge and sabotage the whole time. Yeah. Because... Vicky Shesh has been in charge of it and assigned the whole thing. Put all the refugees here on Duro for what? The Vong. Sacrifice. And here they come. Dun, dun, dun. Are they all planet side at this point? Who? Uh, like all of them. Oh, all of our characters? Yeah, I think they're all on the planet. Yeah, that's how, that's how they end up with Leia. Yeah. Everybody's gateway all or whatever. on the planet down at the gateway. You know what? Now that you've said that, I'm confused. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because the Vong are here, and so everything's just going to get more chaotic. The shields kick up, surrounding all the floating space cities around Duro, except... Now, we're not on the surface. We're here at Babururu, where the dog has a scratching. <laughs> and also... That didn't do anything. We're here because Jaina's... They're at, like, headquarters here on Babururu, and Jaina's watching on the comm system through half-blinded eyes as all of these, like, white dots come on the thing. And the reason why it matters that we're here is that as we watch all those planets, not planet city shields turn on, ours does not. Yeah. And the two cities next to Babururu also do not engage their shields. Oh, Jaina 
says, listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage. I don't think she ever heard Beastie Boys, but she just says sabotage. Yep. She's figured it out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We got told everything a lot earlier than these people. Chapter 21, the bad guys have finally arrived and everyone goes, hey, (laughs) we've been tricked. Right? Oh, they it, it has been a theme. You'd think they would pick up on it at this point. Oh, it's only been six books in 10 months. <laughs> 10 months since CERN Padal, anyways. Uh-huh. Which was after Helska 4. Anyways. Yep. It's been like a year of this being surprised by bad guys. And betrayed by your own people. Sold out to the bad guys. Anyways. Doesn't matter. Nobody learns anything. Maybe this book. Leia and Jaina stay here at headquarters. Jason... Goes and runs to find Han. Are they? Where are they? I think they're on the planet. Okay. At the main dome where Leia was. It's called the Gateway Dome. Yeah. And I Luke think and Mara are here too? Or are they on Babururu? No, I think they're all planet side. Oh, God. I can't tell. Um, Doesn't really matter. I don't know. Because everyone's about to start running everywhere. Anyway. They're all in and around Duro. Yeah. But you're right. We are on the surface here. Because Leia and Jaina stay at the administration building headquarters or whatever. Uh, yeah. What'd you say? What's Ga- it called? Gateway. Gateway. That's the name of their their dome. Right? Yeah. The, the main dome. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. And then Jason runs from there to go find Han because guess what? He's not answering the space phone. Surprise, surprise. So Jason has to go running down into the dirt tunnels to go find his dad and this crew digging a space for refugees to hide in. Probably not the best plan. To hide underground in the tunnels. Because you know what we saw happen in the tunnels before? Earlier? Yep. In this book? What happened, Tim? Yeah, they... Nominor collapsed the tunnels, and they're hoping at there this was point... A... They're like, I hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah, oh, God, there better not be another cave in, or else we'll be screwed. Probably not the best plan, but desperate times, right? Mm-hmm. We cut to Jaina watching the Vong destroy one of the space cities on her radar here at... Headquarters Gateway Communications. Time for her and Leia to flee down to Duro. Okay, I don't understand what's happening. I think they were like I think they mean like down underground. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Back in. Obviously, I was very confused when I was reading this. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard when you're bouncing back and forth between the two because I think you're right. I think Luke and Mara and Anakin are up on the space city, but also. So were Jason and Jaina 10 sentences ago when they were escaping the Corduro shipping company where Jason was being held because he got sent to the city by his mom. That's right. So (laughs) what happened? Spaceman. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Jaina's watching them destroy Space City. Her and Leia flee to the tunnels. Luke and Mara do too. They watch the ship leave Baburu City on their what TV? What their radar? Radar. Yep. <laughs> they watch that ship leave, and they're like, "That must be Luke and Mara coming down." Also to the surface of Duro. Okay, everyone is gonna be on the planet. I think soon. <laughs> Here we are. Good lord. Cut to Savong Law addressing all the infidels. He's got he's he's got a new creature that apparently can hack into the New Republic Wi-Fi or something. <laughs> yeah, the weird little antenna creatures that he like plugs into his villops. Yep, that can broadcast. And now he's broadcasting to all the cities of Duro, including 
the surface. Yeah, over the New Republic channels. And he says, we're unstoppable. We're perfect. Get it together, people. Surrender or die. And yet, even though he's telling them we're unstoppable, we're perfect, his little Tizo worm translator can't quite get the phrasing right of, mm-hmm. of show up in person or whatever the, whatever it is. Yeah, it's like it's the things that they don't believe in. It can't translate to him. Yeah, because it, which makes sense. Like you have no, you have no foundation for this concept. Yeah, you have no word for it, so it's not gonna. But it's also subtly in the midst of saying we're perfect, we're indestructible. This little fallibility, mm-hmm. this little crack in the in the stone where the water will seep into, and <laughs> we go back two hundred episodes to the first time we talked about this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Man, I just wonder if that's a little little foreshadowing, you know? What's going to happen? Is there is there hubris going to is going to be their undoing? Are their their creature creations going to let them down at some point by being, you know, unfathomably imperfect? I don't know. He's sitting here telling everyone, "You can't beat us. You better join us." And he's like, "How do you say join us again?" <laughs> your persons. It's not quite perfect, you know? Yeah. And it took it took twenty one chapters for the Yuzhan Vong to finally attack in this book, not counting the prologue where mm-hmm. they're destroying Kalarba Cernpedal style. Yep. But it took twenty one chapters for them to show back up again. Woo. Woo. Mm. Had lots of Jason Force talk in the meantime. Yeah, the War Master knows what he's doing. He's not going in unprepared. Seems to. How about a chapter title? Ground Zero. Incoming swarm. Oh, dun dun dun. Samesies. I've been saying dun 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 too many times this episode. I'm supposed to save it for the beginning. Did you? He also released two creatures. Yeah, that's right. I meant to write that the, down. The He's two like, Scart and Scourru. Yeah, two named beasties. Yeah, he's like that he unleashes on the surface them. of Duro. <laughs> release the Kraken. Yeah. D- Summon the Rancor. And then that's that's it. They don't explain them at all at this point. And they're like, okay. No, it's just meant to be like a little scary little cliffhanger. What's that? What's going to happen? Last time we saw them, they were smashing moons into a planet. The time before that, they had fire-breathing dragons. And yeah. What is this newest <laughs> hell monstrosity going to be? Big, uh, and they had uh, big space worms that suction worms. Yeah, just vacuum face. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Chapter 22. Mara in the Jade Shadow. Luke and Anakin in their XJX wings. Question. Mm-hmm. Why not just call them XJ wings? It's a little bit you. Yeah. But why are we still calling them X wings when we've changed it to XJ? Extra jump. Uh, Anyways. Like extra I mean? something. The J, I believe, has something to do with the Jedi. Yeah, extra Jedi. Extra Jedi (laughs) X-Wings. But like, I don't know. Why not just call it something completely different? Oh, because readers don't want to hear about any ship other than X-Wings, Millennium Falcon, (laughs) Mon Cal Cruisers, Star Destroyers. We only want to hear things we know. So it's got to be close enough to the thing that you know. Oh, it's also built from that technology, right? The evolution of that technology. But anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. XJ X-Wings. Luke and Anakin piloting them. Mara in her brand new ship, which was 
concoct concocted and customized <laughs> I don't know contrived that's a good word Com- put together <laughs> by a bunch of the weirdos of the Star Compiled? Wars background uh, you know what man you're closer than me <laughs> anyways we're in space we're heading to Duro uh, Anakin flies off to go defend a refugee convoy being attacked by Yuzhan Vong Luke is attacking a monster that's coiled around a giant space city? Yeah. Is it a Vong snake again? It seems like it. It's, it, it sort of does, but gets described later differently. Mm-hmm. They've just got an un, never-ending list of horrific beasts to destroy us with, I guess. Luke, after destroying the monster... Or shooting it a little bit. Comes and joins Mara versus some coral skippers that are harassing her. And then they give off the best married Jedi teamwork vibes. And they're the deadliest, deadliest team to face for their adversaries. The coral skippers don't stand a chance. Yeah, they're super Once the connected. two of them team up. Yeah. They're like, mm, magic mind meld. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, we're both like the best. Yeah. So, pow, pow, pow. You're all blown into rock dust which is pretty cool mm-hmm. i like this this scene a lot with the two of them i just you know they always play well happens whenever you get i like having <clears throat> these like very close teams working together i like seeing them synergize yes and like use each other to become even better for example luke and mara here seeing jason and jaina a bunch on duro just like being twins, mm-hmm. <laughs> investigating those <laughs> pupa, you know. I like Han and Leia when they're having a good time together. Even R two and three PO. There's just such good character tag teams in Star Wars. Right? Yeah, the there's definitely pairings, and um, Luke and Mara are I think one of my favorites yeah. as far I, as the pairing. Mara goes. and Anakin has been a good one a few times. Yep. Even though this book kind of short changes on that, they're just like whack. We got that vomp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's been with Luke and Mara ever since but Anakin's just kind of been flying off to go protect a convoy in the background Yeah, he's just kind of been consistently still heroic mm-hmm. throughout this entire book but we haven't even gotten a paragraph in his perspective have we not really not, we haven't been in Anakin's perspective we haven't been in his head at all I don't know anyways that's not the point the point is all these teams are sick mm-hmm. Luke and Mara R2-3PO, Ray and Ben, wrong multiverse. <laughs> uh, they're cool in the second movie and first movie. And then they're they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're cool. They, they are a cool team. Mm-hmm. They're a cool Star Wars team. But they don't exist here. Back to the action where Luke and Mara are blasting skips and the New Republic Admiral Woot <laughs> orders all of his forces to stand down. Yep. Deactivate. Power down. Yeah. Everybody go like, home. Mara's like, that That means you can, you're not turning these ships back on for like 10 hours or something. Like yeah. That. She's like, that. that's a command for everybody to power down and go home and spend time with your family. Is it sabotage? Is it surrender? Which one, Tim? Both. <laughs> Probably, right? Because <laughs> anytime that anyone has surrendered or, ooh, I just about had that word. Anytime anyone has surrendered or 
Frick. At it, in any way given into the Vong. There's a, like giving into. Uh, acquiesce. Acqui- Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anytime anyone's ever done that to surrender has actually ended up been the self-sabotage. Yeah. Because they don't accept surrender. They don't know what mercy means. They don't understand what peace means. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Their brand of mercy is die quickly. Yeah. And you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, here we go. Everyone is on Duro's surface. Nope. That's not the sentence I even wrote. (laughs) Everyone on Duro's surface is now a hostage. (laughs) Got a little excited when I thought I finally solved the mystery of where everyone was in the first half of that sentence, Tim. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. It says oopsies here. Oopsie. Luke and Mara head back to Baburu to talk to Admiral Woot to find out if he is an idiot or if he is a traitor. Okay. It's just that simple when you're dealing with the Vong. Cut to. The New Republic Council votes not to send any backup to Duro. They're doomed. Yeah, no uh, no backup because the center, Vicky Shesh, <laughs> that, she's very uh, Is, what are the, the influential in her. She's very uh, persuasive. Persuasive. Yeah, There's it's almost word, like you might you. have said that word a minute ago and then we had to start over. Son of a. But yeah. She says, no, they don't need it. We have to protect this area instead. We have to protect the core. Yeah. If we move any ships from this place or that place or any other place, they will just become vulnerable because we don't have enough ships to protect everywhere. Yeah. That's essentially always been the argument since the very beginning. It's why the government is being blamed about being so core centric and, and, uh, throwing away all these worlds in the outer rim and, and beyond. And now inside, Ugh. They're just letting them fall. Kenneth Hamner, though, on this council, representing the Jedi, mm-hmm. has words for all of these senators. He says, you'd better remember this day, all of you. If Coruscant falls to Yuzhan Vong forces based on Duro, you will regret this decision. Okay, first of all, obviously they will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second of all, how many times in this book have we been told if the Vong take Coruscant? Could the Vong take Coruscant? Look how Vong... What? Close. <laughs> Vong are getting to Coruscant. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Book 6 of 19, right? You think they can hold Coruscant for 13 more books? Uh, or do you think we're being led down a path here? Or at least it's going to be a hard-fought battle. That's why it's going to take them so long. <sighs> this is the balance point. Yeah. I don't know what that means for, for the next 13 books, but it seems like Coruscant is hanging in the balance. Cut to you. Everyone else is down in Han's tunnels. They're waiting to pickaxe their escape by hand because if we turn on the machines... The Vong will find us. And we're just like one or two hours of manual labor for these slaves. Sorry, refugees. Sorry, definitely always slaves everywhere we take them. Only two hours of manual labor before we can get to safety. Oh, that's a pretty good plan. Randa, though, is missing. Mm -hmm. That's bad for him. 
uh, and no one feels bad for him or cares that he's missing. No, Jane is, Jane is like, good. Yeah. Yeah, good. I, I don't care. She's the one who found him with the villa. She no patience for this. And why would you? He's a traitor. He's a backstabber. Yep. Fine. Good. Make things easier without having to look over our shoulder for that giant slug jerk the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. P.S. Leia pipes in. Uh, we have a hidden ship. <laughs> Parked it under a bunch of hay. Yeah, we covered we covered it. <laughs> we covered it in branches, and it's perfectly safe. I know it. And it seats uh, roughly two thousand refugees. So go find it. Also, PPS Nominor could still be down here in the tunnels. Don't forget, he caved one in on two Jedi, and they almost died. Yeah. So what happens to all these regular people that are down here in these tunnels? The threat of cave in. Is looming over their heads. All right, I just came up with that, and I like it, actually. Mm -hmm. It wasn't written down, so I enjoy it. (laughs) Han is leaving. (laughs) He and Droma are going to find that ship. Leia is leaving. She is going back to the administration building. Yep. Because she there's things there that she wants. And we cut to... Namanor and Savong La taking a tour of the Duro surface of the gateway and the domes and having a look around at all this work that Namanor has been up to, right? Oh, except they're destroying the buildings with beasts. Mm-hmm. Gathering up whatever technology they can. They're starting to dig a pit. Yep. In case that doesn't sound familiar. But, Tim, check this out. As soon as... As his own energy-creating creatures nested down and started to feed. This is Savong Law. Mm -hmm. As soon as they get their creatures here, his own energy-creating creatures, he would put Tuskart and Skuaru to work on whatever abomination the infidels used to fuel the overhead lamps. Now, those are the two mega beasts that you said earlier. Yeah. That I think are the two things that are destroying all the buildings. Yeah, they're smashing the buildings. They're like some sort of symbiotic beast team mm-hmm. together we'll we'll hear more about them actually described later on but for now two scary named beasts are smashing everything down but tim um he'd rather use the light he'd rather use the light from infidel technology than do this work in the dark for a few hours yep is that not blasphemous or at the very least contradictory they're gathering up all the other technology yeah we're putting it in a pit because we hate it all so much and we're gonna smash it like we did on ramamool well we gotta leave these lights up till i get my lights here because i'm not doing this in the dark (laughs) like it there's always this with these yuzhan vong there's always this moment where they're willing to use the technology it has happened a few times. Yeah. Not always. Not always. It has happened several times over the course of the books where they are willing to like subvert their actual beliefs in order to achieve a goal, but they will do it with this... What's anti-sacred? What's that? Blasphemous, I guess. Mm-hmm. Technology. They will use the thing that they hate as long as it achieves their goal. And is that not a crack in their philosophy as much as like, a, you know, the... Failure of the teaser worm and cracking the structure. Yeah. And it Right? Where it's like you you say you believe this, you say you believe this so strongly that you're gonna take over an entire galaxy and cleanse it. 
Like you're like, leave the lights on. I got work to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I there's a line, right? There's a line where you make use of what you have, I guess. But yeah, doesn't it seem a little bit incongruous? Yeah, and I I would think that it's a, the difference between like, okay, they're leaving the lights on, but they're not using the computers, kind of deal, right? Yeah, and it's... then and he does say something <laughs> later on where he's like, "I'll have to get one of these filthy slaves to." To touch the TV screens for me. Yeah. To change the channel for me. Because I refuse. I refuse to touch it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying. Practicality. At, at what point do they draw the line between philosophy and practicality? And apparently, it's halogen lights. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to the scene. <laughs> Savon Law and Namanor taking a tour. Uh, words like amnesty and mercy don't Tizo translate. Those yep. things, I don't know. We have no concept for those. I get the character effect, but how bad is their technology, really? Is it is it a failure of the worm to translate, or is it a failure of the Vong brain to be able to grasp the concept at all? Or both. Yeah. And it's there's your hubris. There's your failure. You know, There's your big fatal flaw. Yeah, you can't. You can't truly fight what you don't understand, so... And they claim to know everything, so, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that, right? It's probably why they're so afraid of the Jedi. It's why they're villains. Yeah. It's why people and stories beget, or not beget, they, they take on villainous behaviors because they have these flawed philosophies inside of them. Mm -hmm. For example, all technology is bad, but leave the lights on. Yeah. Like it's always this this contradiction and then you you can then excuse anything on your way to achieving your goals when you don't actually have a solid foundation for your beliefs. They think they do, but it's full of contradictions. And just give everybody glowworms they can use as flashlights. How are you the most important race in the universe and yet you slaughter each other <laughs> with without regard? Yeah. Is it because like Leia said you guys are just blacking babies out all the time? Anyways, back to the point, back to the point. We're having a scene. We're in the administration building where now Savong Law is going to consecrate Namanor's infidel lab with a hand clam and some burning sage and some priests with drums. Yep. They're going to make this holy land now. Evil machines are okay if they help me. Right? Which is, which is every villain's philosophy. Bad things are okay as long as I'm achieving my goal. Yeah. And, it, you know, this is, not, this, is not, uh, this is not like a dichotomous good or bad thing. It's technology. But they see it as evil. Mm-hmm. A perversion of life, right? They always say all that all the time. But if I can use it, <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, help me further my goals. You're good. All right. As villains. long as I... Like, yep. as long as I get the what, area, as long as I get what I want, I don't care how. Yeah. And if we want to fast forward to conversations we had at the end of Fate of the Jedi, the brand new rule for the Jedi Order, right? This is how you become a villain. You just do whatever you need to to achieve the goal. Yeah. Not what you actually believe in. Whatever. Chapter title. Uh, death is inevitable. Interesting. I went with the same, I think, paragraph or even sentence 
where he says, blah, 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 escape destiny. Yeah, it is in the same thing. <laughs> Chapter 23. We got we to gotta hurry the heck up here. Oh, my God. Chapter 23. Luke, Jaina, and Jason hatch. Nope, that's a wrong L. Leia, Jaina, and Jason <laughs> hatch some sneaky plan about a mining laser. Given off, Leia's giving her children massive heroic sacrifice death vibes, right? Yeah. She's like, if I don't come back, <laughs> some, you kids make sure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't think she actually finishes her sentence. No, because the kids are like, no, 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 mom. Yeah, we're coming. We're, Stop we it. We got this. Han and, cut to, excuse me. <laughs> cut to. Han and Droma finishing each other's I'm not sandwiches. <laughs> Hey, that's what I was going to say. Sentences. And there's they've spotted some hostages out around the rim of this big pit of technology that the Yuzhan Vong have gathered. Just like Rama Mool, Tim. Yep. Like Mara told us uh, halfway through the book, right? They also spot creatures. Mm-hmm. Coiled around Gateway's construction shed was something like a gigantic snake. Darting its head from side to side, feeding. A second creature clung to its top coil with powerful rear pincers. Like a stretched out hut with armored white segments, it reared up, flailing stubby front legs against the construction shed, and then it lowered its huge head to crash against the Duracrete shed. Debris tumbled down on both of them, out of the upright creature's mouth lashed dozens of tentacles. It took for all the thousand worlds, nope, looked for all the thousand worlds like an averted sarlacc as it gobbled up the shattered Duracrete. Sith spawn, Droma whispered. <laughs> yeah. And to me, it's a giant snake Coiled. With, with tentacles that come out of its mouth. Yeah. And a giant earwig riding on its back. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh. That does the smashing and then the, the snake thing with tentacles eats all the, See, the junk. See, the, the closest I got to understanding this was Droma said Sith spawn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, immediately thinking of Final Fantasy X Sin spawn. Yeah. I think Sin spawn Gui out of GUI. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like. And then the Morda body, it's like this whole symbiotic thing with mm-hmm. like claws and like a tail. And a, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was as close as I got <laughs> to visually understanding what these creatures were until you just explained And it. I had to. I was thinking I, I could not move on from this paragraph. I couldn't figure it out. I had to move on. <laughs> I couldn't. Oh, my God. I looked at it. I was sitting there for like 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm figuring this out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, action starts and things start getting... Uh, Lickety split bonkers crazy fast starting now. Yeah. Because Han and Droma rush for a gate. Uh, razor bugs come flying in after them. Vong weapons, baby. Uh, they turn around. Han Solo shoots a few of them right in the starfish, which <laughs> yeah. is they use as, a, as like a, um, They're the a breathing scuba mask. gear. Right? Yeah. That's their breathing apparatus. Uh, not a euphemism. Right in, the star, right in the starfish breather. And they jump into a pile of hay and find the ship. Easier than a needle. Mm-hmm. It Han worries about uh, suffocating for a minute because gets scary in there. You know, he's like, I can't. 
It feels like swimming. And then for a moment, he's like, I don't know. I don't know know if I'm going to find the hatch that I'm looking for. Right. Just for a moment. Yeah. They find the ship. No problem. Cut to Luke and R2 hide in Mara's parked ship at Ubaruburu City, Mm -hmm. Subaru Forest. Why did I say forest? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Luke and R2 are hiding inside the ship while Mara forces, wink, her way up to Admiral Woot's office. I I pronounced his name the whole time. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's even better. Admiral what? That's even better, and it didn't even cross my mind. But I like Admiral Woot. (laughs) (laughs) Woot, woot. Uh, Anyways. Uh, Mara is the bad cop and she did not bring the good cop. Yep. So <laughs> she's just like, Hey, guards up there, bring the elevator down. And they're like, no. And she's like, I don't have time for this force. <laughs> the elevator starts coming down. Yeah. She's like, I'm just do it. Speed. That's chapter 23. How about a title? Too much at stake. You went four words on some of them, huh? Mm-hmm. I might have later. Um, take care. Because they're like, you got baby. Mm-hmm. Make sure you take care. But also, she's taking care of business. <laughs> she she a lot of the time does what other people just won't. And she just always gets things done. Mm-hmm. She often does things that other people don't have the nards to even see happening in front of them. And let's see if it's trouble. Chapter 24. Leia why am I screaming everything? <laughs> Leia chimney climbs two walls up to the administration building roof. And I read, when I read that, because yeah. it says less than half a meter. A meter is three feet. So yeah. less than half a meter. She's got like this much space. She's got like eight inches to climb. Well, a foot and a half. Foot and a half, a foot and a half would be, what, 18? Yeah, not eight. <laughs> so she's got a foot? She's got like, well, your your body is like, Two feet wide. So she's probably like a tucker shoulder. She's also very small. She is. She is pretty small. It's perfect for her. <laughs> and actually, it's funny you said that at first when you read that. Because at first when I read it, I thought she was going up a chimney. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. in between two, two outside like buildings. <laughs> up to the roof of the building. And then I was like. Perfect nah, for a chimney climb. I was having a hard time visualizing these chapters. <laughs> I don't know why. I really don't. Anyway, she gets up to the roof. She sees dead administrators on a cart. One of them she knew, Abella, I think, what was the name? Yeah. Barbella? I don't know. <laughs> I think Arbella. Arbella? Yeah, let's mix the two. <laughs> Johnny Arbuckle? <laughs> Anyways, she can see, she sees that the other administrators have been killed and thrown on a cart. She sees the new, uh, newly installed Duro Pit O Destruction. And she's worried. Mm-hmm. The Solo Twins join their mom up on the roof, who explains her laser plan to them. But not to us in classic Star Wars fashion. We don't get to know because we're the reader. Mm -hmm. Leia says to Jason, got the L right that time. Leia says to Jason, quote, we need you. And Jason says, no. Yeah. And Jaina says, quote, deserter. Yeah. Ouch, man. They're getting annoyed and frustrated with him. Leia's not. Leia's not frustrated. But she just tells him plainly, uh, we can't do this without you. Yeah. I know you have your thing going on. I need you to stop. And Jane is like, you jerk. Help yeah. save us. Yeah, she's mad. I'm screaming everything. She is so mad and calls him deserter to his face because everything for her is the military. Yeah. Right. 
you you have a duty as a Jedi, as a solo, to defend the freaking New Republic, and you're sitting here on Duro cleaning clouds. <laughs> Get points a gun in his face again. No. But she calls him deserter, and this feels to Jason like a the pivotal vision moment. Yeah. Where if he steps, he's gonna tip that balance and it never tipped into the light in the vision, did it? Nope. The best he can hope for is to keep things stable and not lose. And, and, and he, like the pivotal moment. he does, he says, I think he says that out loud. He said, this is the moment. Like, this is where That's exactly I right. cannot fall. He says it to them or, or thinks it to himself. Yeah. I don't remember which one, but to him, this is the moment. And I have to stand firm. Yep. And I'm just like, stop driving my twins apart. Mm-hmm. That's it. Stop it. Stop making them not get along. Damn it. I want them to be best friend superheroes. Erg. Anyways, since Jason won't help, we can't do the laser plan because laser plan involved hauling a giant mining laser up onto the roof with the force. I think. Yeah. It the, uh, In vague ideas, it wasn't explained, but I think that was part of what the plan was. So since we can't do that, now we're going to do Jaina's plan. Which is drop heavy things on the Yuzhan Vong from the pit. Yep. So why can't you just move the laser on the roof? She picked up an enormous thing that was the size of a house and dropped it on the Yuzhan Vong. Using her mom as like a battery. Yeah. Charge up conduit, right? And even they even even though Jason's not drawing on the force, they kind of used him too. It was like a three-celled with Jaina no, being I don't the focus. Think so because that was the whole point was that he didn't want to be used. He didn't even want her to That's use right. him in the force. That's right. That's right. But she was able to lift this giant thing and smash some Vong guards. I don't know. Apparently the mining laser was way heavier. Fair. Yeah. I'll allow it. But <laughs> but for then the backup plan to be lift heavy things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bit lackluster. Yeah. But it is also very cool when she drops a bunch of stuff on these guys and just smashes them to bits. And it lets the it lets the slaves and the refugees scatter and run and And then now Leia says, "Let's go get that laser." Still? I don't understand what the plan is or how it's gone wrong or what's ha- I don't I don't understand what they're yeah. doing. But now it's time to go get the laser. But first, Leia says, I love you, kids. Your whole generation is the new hope. And bye, because I'm probably going to die. Yep. Setting us up for some bad news, I think, in this book. Huh? Mm-hmm. What do you think? <laughs> Leia sends the twins off on their own little part of the mission. As she and her uh, forever bodyguard, no gree bodyguard, Olmok, uh, are ambushed. And knocked out by Yuzhan Vong warriors. Yep. She closes the door and like locks it. She closes the door, locks it. The kids go running down the tunnel to go do whatever they needed to do. Get dad, do this. Mm-hmm. And five seconds later. <laughs> yeah, she turns around. Over. She turns around unconscious. Bang, captured. Whoops. You blew it. Cut to Jaina running down the tunnel. Heads on the mission. Jason turns back for mom. Yep. Doesn't feel right. Quote, doesn't feel right. Cut to. <laughs> Leia comes face to face with Nominor and then Savong Law. Probably not good when you just said goodbye to your kids. <laughs> she wants to, quote, stop the killing once and for all via negotiation. Yeah. She saw 
Elle Lagasse's body, mm-hmm. her friend, Senator friend. That was what happened when he went to go negotiate with someone who was less powerful than these people. Yeah, with an underling. He got stripped of skin and flesh and had his bones adorned with jewels and mailed back to you <laughs> in a box. But she's going to quote, stop the killing once and for all. Oh my God. Someone learn something. Someone know that the other books have happened, please. Yeah. How are we still, how is Randa twice the second time in this book, making a deal with the huts, what huts with the Vong, when he made a deal with the Vong in the last book. And the whole point was that a guy came back to bite you in the ass immediately. How nobody seems to be learning anything. Mm-hmm. And it is the disjunctive nature of Star Wars series being written by so many authors. Yep. Because they have to write their stuff like almost concurrently. You can't read everyone else's scripts and then be like, okay, now I can write my thing. You have to just write and plug in connective tissue uh, as best you can. Yep. But it constantly feels like we're relearning the same lessons. Yeah, and which sucks for literature, but is natural human nature, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she, and I think her best bet, like what she's trying to do, is kind of like throw him off, like trying to throw doubt on his philosophy is what yeah, well, she's doing. She's here. trying to change this guy's mind. Yeah, and she here's how she says, "You worship death, but you can't death without life." Duh. Mm-hmm. So obviously, life is better, and you serve these gods, but only living. People can serve your gods, not dead people. Duh. Salvon Law tells her, tell you what. You go ahead. You let my gods know that you're the first of many Jedi that I will be sending their way. You go ahead and let them know. Oh, P.S. From here at Duro, we take your stupid core. Yep. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Quote, she no longer doubted that they could. Yeah. All right. Why doubt? (laughs) You've lost every battle except for the second one. Right? They blew up a Bregado Ray and won that or something like that. Yeah. They've won minor skirmishes here and there. They blew up Helska 4 and they won that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you would doubt this, but the end of this scene where she's like trying to philosophize at him and he goes, tell you what. After I kill you and you speak to my gods, let them know more of you on their way. Just cold blooded, Mm -hmm. merciless, literally can't understand the word, cannot understand the word mercy. And then we're taking Coruscant. Yeah. And she, bye. (laughs) She loses. She loses a lot of her hope here. Yeah. Well, good thing. She's got those children, this new generation, a new hope, if you will. Mm-hmm. How about a chapter title? The Master of War. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> this is a masterful exchange by him between these two master tacticians, politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I like yours. Death ends life. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what he says to her when she's, (laughs) I just remembered what that was. When he says to her, or she says to him, 
you can't have death unless you're alive already. And then he goes, yeah, but death ends life. Mm. Like <laughs> you lose, you lose. I win. <laughs> Fire is weak against water. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. He's, he's very committed and very, uh, stout in his beliefs. Oh man. So steadfast. Yes. All the action, all the suspense, man. This is a good four. Mm-hmm. Will Jason make it in time to save his mom to rescue Leia from glorious sacrifice? Can Jaina pull off secret laser plan? What? I don't know what they, what she's even, she's running down the tunnel. I don't know why. Yeah. Can Han solo fix a ship? Can Mara, uh, do her, uh, thing. <laughs> do her Mara thing. I don't know what she's going to the Admiral to try and do, but she's, she, can she do it? <laughs> Find out next week when we cover new Jedi order book six balance point chapters 25 through 28 to close the book. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Paper, scissor, rock. <laughs> Death and life. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.